I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet. Are you paying for your me time with just any credit card in your wallet? While you shouldn't stop treating yourself, you should start paying with a credit card that has perks. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? A free flight? Room upgrades? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Hi, everyone. I'm Katie Couric, and welcome to Next Question. Today, we're exploring the rapidly expanding world of plant-based foods with Ethan Brown, the CEO of Beyond Meat. It starts with, what are the parents going to feel really great about feeding their kids? You can't load it up with things that aren't natural. You can't put GMOs in it. People don't want that. They want all natural foods. They want to eat healthier, but they still want to feel like it's familiar to them. Plant-based food might have started out as a niche lifestyle choice for vegans and vegetarians back in the 70s with tofurkey and frozen veggie burgers. But today, you can find plant-based milk, cheese, fish, meat, and so much more in your local grocery store. The plant-based market is even conquering fast food. Joining in on the plant-based meat craze with their newest addition to the menu, the PLT. McDonald's will no longer just be a place for meat lovers as it's introducing its very own plant-based burger. From McDonald's to Burger King, from Kentucky Fried Chicken to White Castle, Beyond Meat and competitors like Impossible Burger can be found in pretty much every fast food chain across North America. And for Ethan Brown, that's exactly where he wants to be. Our job is not to uh, moralize or, or to, to, to tell people what, what to do. And that's why, again, people give Elon Musk a hard time. I actually really admire what he's done because he's made it sexy to have a car that's really good for the earth, right? And that's what we have to do. I don't know if you can make a sexy burger, but it can help you look sexy. But we have to go out and do that, create something that people just satiate and they love. So my next question, why is plant-based meat having a moment? I recently had the chance to talk to Ethan for Next Question Live, our intimate business and innovation-focused series that's recorded in front of a live audience in our New York offices. Thank you for coming, and welcome to Next Question Live. When I asked Ethan where the seed, pardon the pun, of his plant-based company idea sprung from, he said his childhood 
and his dad were major influences. So my dad grew up in the country. Um, he grew up in Connecticut and, and New York, uh, but married my mother, who was from the city. And so sort of a compromise was they were going to live uh, in the city, but but he really, you know, have you ever seen like a deer in Central Park or something? Like, <laughs> that would be my dad. Like, he's just sort of not comfortable, right? So he always wanted to be out in the, in the country where he enjoyed nature. And so, um, you know, ever since I was a baby, we would go out to a farm and, and uh uh, enjoy ourselves, and it's supposed to be for recreation. But he's pretty entrepreneurial himself, so he started to create a, uh, a dairy operation at the farm we bought, um, as I mentioned, and and uh, that took on a life of its own. We've had 100 head of Holstein cattle, and you know he's a professor, and he's very sort of cerebral as a person. Um, but this is a part of him that I think he wanted to express and bring ourselves uh, together with. And so, you know, as you become exposed to the animals that are in the food system, it becomes harder, at least it did for me as a child, to differentiate between um, our dog, for example, and a pig or our dog and sheep, right? Because they're so similar biologically. And I didn't understand that as a child, but I, as I got older and started to read and understand science better, I began to understand why I felt that way. And so over time, I developed a discomfort with you know, treating one animal one way and another another way. I felt that wasn't consistent. But then I went into my own career, which was in energy. And and I really was focused on climate uh, coming out of school. and and. Um, even then, it was something that people were really uh, anxious about. And, of course, we haven't done much uh, in all these years, but we're now starting to. You are a vegetarian, yes? I'm worse. I'm vegan. You're vegan. Okay. Whoa. So when did you become vegan? I was totally, like like most young people, uh, you know, trying to find my way. So I wasn't completely integrated or coherent, right? I, I would stop eating certain types of animals, and then I'd have fish instead, you know, and I'd say, well, I'm not going to eat any land animals, but I have fish, right? So I'll be a pescatarian. Like my daughter, when she was a vegetarian, she didn't eat meat except for bacon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there's bits and elements of you trying to become this integrated person. And, and so, you know, I would do things like that throughout my childhood. And then uh, as I became an adult, um, I became uh, uh, a vegetarian. But it's interesting, even then, um, and this I think you'll see this in our work, particularly with athletes, I played basketball when I was in college and I kept getting injured for reasons that had nothing to do with diet. My knees just were, were, were not where they needed to be. And people around me would be like, oh, you gotta eat meat, you know, you got to eat. And so uh, I started to eat meat again, you know, and then I stopped after I got out of school. Um, and part of what I've done with athletes is just trying to, just trying to sort of dis, uh, you know, disabuse that notion that you need to have animal protein to flourish. In fact, that's completely wrong. In fact, it, it has the opposite effect? Correct. It creates inflammation uh, in, in your joints and, and other parts of your body that inhibits your ability to recover quickly. And so therefore, from a simply getting as much as you possibly can in, it's better to have a plant-based source of protein. And, and we can unpack this, but if you think about it, you know, what we're trying to do is, is get protein into our bodies. And you have to think about the delivery mechanism for that. If you think about what the animal's doing, the animal is consuming a lot of vegetation and they're consuming a lot of water. And then they're using their digestive tracts and their skeletal muscular system to create muscle, which we then harvest as meat. But the purpose of that muscle is not for us to eat it. It's actually for the animal to perform work, just like it is in, in your body and my body. So there's lots of things in it that we don't necessarily want, right? And so if we're going to start from a blank canvas, we have the opportunity now to go ahead and build a piece of meat that's free of many of those things that we, we don't want. And if you can do that, then you create something that really helps the human body flourish rather than has you know, deleterious impact uh, in certain ways. When we come back, the mad scientists who helped get Ethan Brown beyond meat. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. For Ethan, spending time on the farm as a kid had a huge impact on his personal relationship with animals and meat. But it took him a while to get there professionally. He went to Connecticut College where he played basketball and then got his MBA at Columbia. He had always been passionate about the environment. So after graduation, he got into clean energy tech. But it wasn't until he became a father that he got the push he needed to get into the meatless meat biz. When my kids were really young, one of the aha moments I did have was my wife and I necessarily weren't on the same page at first. Where she grew up, she grew up in the country, her father hunts and things like that. And so, you know, our kids, when they were really little, would have animal protein. Uh, and I can remember being on the Jersey Turnpike, driving up to probably see my family up here and uh, um, stopping at a fast food restaurant. And, and the kids were ordering something that I just felt so uncomfortable with, right? And it was that discomfort. And they were really small. I said, I got to go start this business. I've been thinking about it for a they decade. They were getting, what, a happy meal or something? So, I won't say where it was. <laughs> but but it really gave me, it wasn't that, but it gave me discomfort. And it's that sense of inside that if I don't express this, then I'm going to let my life go by without doing it. Let's talk about this uh, idea that you brought to, to the University of, of Missouri. You went to a lab there and you met two kind of mad scientists, yeah, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. And they were working and, and they would provide the perfect recipe for the Beyond Meat product. Yeah. So um, in layman's terms, what were they doing? Yeah, well, it was so interesting. So I looked for years for something that would do this. I looked at lab-grown meat a lot in the sort of mid-2000s. Lab-grown meat? Yeah, yeah, someone asked about that. Yeah, and, and I felt coming, I was in the fuel cell sector, which is a great sector for, for replacing the internal combustion engine. Um, but uh, if you look at, 
um, lab-grown meat is very difficult to see when it's going to become commercially available. But what these scientists were doing uh, was essentially taking the protein from plants, and let's say it organizes like this in a plant, right? We need to basically break its bonds and reset it so it takes on that texture of muscle that you're so familiar with when you bite into a piece of meat. So they were doing that, and they had found a way to do it better than anybody else. And so I called them up and just said, hey, can we can we work together? And, and uh, they really needed an entrepreneur because they, they were more professorial than entrepreneurial. And uh, we started working together, and it worked out. So what exactly is in Beyond Meat? Sure, sure. It, and it's, we get a lot of questions about that, and so it's a really good opportunity for me to talk about it. So it's the core parts of meat. It's protein, fat, and water. And so the protein is harvested directly from a plant. And, and when, you, when you think about this, so you have, let's say, a, a pea, or let, we can use any, any legume really works, right? And you're, you're extracting the protein from it. So we mill it. We have a producer mill it for us. And then we separate by changing the pH level in water, the, the protein and the fiber. We then take that protein and reset those bonds so it takes on the form of muscle. That's kind of it, right? And there are other things we have to add into it. There's fats and, and, and minerals and vitamins and things like that. But for me, it's really important. You know, I always start with mom, and that's really how I think about things. Because I started so early working in the stores. So I would go to Whole Foods and hand out our products and listen, right? And, and so mom would often tell me, hey, this is what I want. Dad would tell me, this is what I want. So what else do you put in there other than the protein and right. the fat? And where do you get the fat? And sure. Is that sure. fat for you? Fats, I mean? yeah, it's such an interesting subject. And so we're continuing to, so the protein, let's say, comes from the, I'll talk about our Duncan product, which is great. If you're walking around the city, you can see uh, you know, Duncan selling the product. I would really encourage people to go out and get that here in New York. It's so good. And so that has- uh, <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. I, I literally love it. And uh, so, but that one's a really neat one. It has, it has sunflower seed protein in it. Like who doesn't want to get up in the morning and have sunflowers? Like you can either have a piece of pork or you can have something that's been made from sunflower seed protein, mung bean, brown rice, and peas. So that creates the protein. And by adding all those proteins together, we're actually putting more protein in it than is in pork. Then you have things that, that create the fatty mouthfeel. So coconut oil and, and, uh, and canola and things like that. And then you have to add the minerals, right? And the vitamins, right? So they're giving people something that satiates, but also provides nutrition for their body in the same way. But when it comes to color, for example, for our products, we have to use things like beet juice and pomegranate, and we try to find parts of algae that will transition from red to, to black and gray. So you, know, you can rest assured that we'd have put really strict guidelines on what goes into this product. How many calories in a Beyond no, it's, it's really not about the calories for us. It's the calories are roughly equivalent. If you look to at- To a regular hamburger? Yeah, if you look at, and just because I was on the sausage, I'll talk about that for a second. That is 50% less fat. It has 44% less saturated fat. And we've taken on the nose a lot about sodium. That product is 37% less sodium than a normal pork sausage. Now you go to our burger, people are like, ah, that burger has so much sodium in it. But does anyone in the audience know how much sodium is in our product? Like given what you hear? I mean, just take a guess, somebody. I don't know. I have to <laughs> confess, I didn't okay. see that. Okay, so people in the media are saying, oh, you know, has it sodium? Salty, salty. salty. So, yeah, so, okay, so it is 18% of daily value of your sodium, right? So that's the same that's in a half a cup of marinara sauce, for example, or tortilla uh, wraps and things like that. So, you know, there was an article that ran in the Wall Street Journal that said, oh, I mean, it's 400% more sodium than a normal burger. Okay, but then you got to unpack that a little bit. What were they comparing? They were comparing a seasoned burger, which is ours, with an unseasoned burger. So go walk down the aisle in a supermarket and pick up a pre-seasoned burger, and you're going to have more sodium or at least an equivalent amount, right? So lots of games that are being played to try to position our product in one yeah, way. Yeah, you're getting a lot of pushback from, um, you know, not only some health health food people, but, uh, you know, for example, uh, John Mackey, the CEO of Whole Foods, uh, who was instrumental in your early success, has said that, quote, if you look at the ingredients, they are super highly processed 
foods, which isn't very healthy. Yeah. Now, I know you want an opportunity to kind of respond to some of that. And I imagine some of this is being fueled by the cattle industry, the meat industry. Yeah, I'm going to have a ton to say about this. How much okay. time do you guys have? Hey, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. So John Mackey's giving me the great gift of like being one of my most important customers and then also saying this thing, right? So I got to figure out how to walk that line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mackey is a good guy for sure. And, uh, you know, he has his opinion and he's free to, free to share it. He's wrong. For sure, <laughs> um, but you know it's it's a new day and and uh, not everyone grasps us. So what we what we are uh, doing and it's really a tale of two processes. Which process do you want, right? So a process in my mind is a series of steps to get to an outcome. That's what a process is, right? And so is our process better than industrial agriculture, right? And so let me just walk through it. So we start with the plant, right? We separate the protein from the plant and then we run it through steps of heating, cooling, and pressure which set it into that muscle structure, right? And we present that with fat and, and, uh, and, and minerals and vitamins as a piece of meat for you, right? Okay, you can then look at animal agriculture, right? And what's happening there is the animal's consuming the product. They're also being giving antibiotics, this is industrial agriculture, animal pro uh, antibiotics, hormones, veterinary drugs, right? They're being raised in special conditions. Some of them are being uh, given so much feed so quickly they can't walk. Uh, and then they're brought to slaughter. When they're slaughtered, there's all sorts of contaminants and residual uh, elements that are in the product that the USDA, in fact, has a program to try to keep those out of the food supply. So that's the process that you really need to consider. Now, it might be that Michael Pollan and, and, and Mackie live in a world where they can go to Martha's Vineyard or to Marin County and they can get that grass-fed hen uh, that, that most of us can't have, right? And so that's the world uh, where I think people maybe get into trouble. They think, you know, if we can all just have this type of product, we'll be fine. But that's not how we eat, right? And that's not just that's not a way that we can feed uh, uh, the world's population. So we have to develop a better process, and that's what we do. You know, um, I, I know that you're not trying to say to people, don't eat meat at all, necessarily. Correct. I mean, I think you're saying you. You let me read a quote that you've you've said. You don't build a business telling people not to eat what they love. Um, so, so you're really asking them to supplement sort of meat, uh, if they can, right? I mean, t tell me your philosophy, like who's your target market? Yeah. How are you trying to really sell the concept to consumers who may, you know, be curious, but not that jiggy with it as my <laughs> daughter would say in seventh grade about 12 years ago. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. That's a Will Smith uh, yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's great. Uh, so, um, you know, it's our target customer is the American consumer and the global consumer. It's somebody that is interested in consuming meat, but is beginning to realize that there are issues around the levels of meat consumption we're having. And I, I just don't, you know, I love meat. Like I love to have burgers and I loved having fried chicken. It was one of my favorite things, right? And so I get it. I'm not in any way. You love that now? Well, I love our products that do that. I was going to say, because yeah. you're vegan, yeah, you can't like, eat yeah, that stuff. Kick me off the show. No, <laughs> uh, no. So I, I, but, but growing up, that's really what I developed a taste for. And it was really good. And I understand it. Right. And, and so this is not about, you know, vilifying uh, that decision. It's, it's simply about, you know, think about the landline. Did anyone get into like a knockdown drag out fight about like, you know, the cell phone replacing the landline? It just happened. Right? There were people like, my daddy used a landline. I'm always going to use a landline. <laughs> you know, like, like, you're not a man if you don't use a landline. 
Like that never yeah, happened. Yeah, but there there wasn't a whole industry at risk, right? AT and T, you know, to... provides my cell service yeah, yeah, or exactly. Verizon. So... so that's what some of the smartest meat companies are doing. So it's really not around us versus them. It's around is there, and it's, I think it's a quintessential American idea. Is there something that's good, which is meat? Let's make it better. Right, let's go ahead and create meat that doesn't have the same impact on the environment, doesn't have the same impact on our bodies. But let's be honest, those cattle farmers, you know, they want people to eat regular beef that sure. they're, you know, that they're raising on their ranches. And they'll probably for a very long time be able to keep doing that. But Well, that's not good news for you. Well, I think there's so much demand and it depends on what the consumer wants. So when we go, you know, when I was I was at a Barclays conference and the audience was probably, you know, in their 50s or so and and I asked them 10 years from now, you know, what percent of the market will be plant-based. The numbers were extremely low. You go to places, to universities, and it's like standing room only. The kids understand this. And one of the reasons they understand it is because information is being disseminated so quickly. They can see it on their handheld phones, stats, statistics, they can see videos they don't And I also like. think they care more, I hate to say it, because it's embarrassing for my generation, but they're really committed to doing something about climate change. They are, yeah. And they're okay boomering us to death. Have you, <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen the stuff that's going on in Sweden with this flight shaming? Like that gives me real hope. Like, so people, if you take a flight somewhere where you could have taken a train, you're sort of seen as Neanderthal. Like, yeah, what, kind what, of shamed, yeah, right? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, and so I think there's a consciousness that's this rising, which just thrills me. Uh, it really is. It's an environmental consciousness that Ethan built into his own product. If you look at our impact, we use 99% less water when we create a burger. I mean, interesting, we use 93%, wow. 93% less land. We use half the energy and we've got 90% fewer emissions. So from an environmental perspective, we feel great about the products. He may be flying high now, but when we come back, Ethan talks about almost hitting rock bottom. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. When Ethan Brown started bringing his plant-based products to the masses, he thought about another mass-market food campaign from his childhood. Got milk. Got milk. Got milk. Check, please. When I was growing up, uh, the Got Milk campaign was a big deal. You know, it started with, like, Bo Jackson and then Derek Jeter and, and you know, Nate Taylor Swift and all these others. And it shocked me that you could be in a school and you could advertise for a particular protein in the lunchroom. And that was with the California, that was with the milk board was able to do, right, with these posters and things that we all grew up with. Uh, when it came time for me to build a campaign, I said, that's exactly what I want to do because I want moms and dads to understand that their kids will flourish on this, right? And so I hired the original architect of the Got Milk campaign, a guy named Jeff Manning. He was the first sponsor at a California milk board. Great guy. We still work together, keep in touch. Um, he's in his 70s now. And I said, can you help me do this? So we created a program called The Future of Protein. And we hi- hired someone named Beth Moskowitz, who has been a rock star. She basically bought all of these NBA players into our brand and they live the brand. So Chris Paul this summer made a remark to me. He said, you know what? For the first time in years, I forgot to ice after practice because my inflammation is so low. And he's running around like a kid now, right? And inflammation is such an exciting, relatively new area. It really is study in terms of how it might be responsible for a whole host of diseases. It's amazing um, if, you, if you look at, I mean, our understanding, the thing that people I think maybe miss is that our understanding of our own world and the human body is so young, right? We're still we're three, four hundred years into this, where science actually had any tools to be able to truly understand this. I was reading something in Scientific American uh, over the weekend, where you know the expression. Just bird, a little light reading. Oh, it's a great magazine. But <laughs> I, you, I love that yeah, magazine. So, too. so bird brain. This, this is about avian brains. You know, the expression like we got a bird brain, like because oh, the brains are so small. What they're finding out now is that we were wrong about the bird's brain. Up until two thousand four, we thought they basically had no sort of prefrontal cortex type. Uh, uh, thinking capability. It turns out that they do. It's just a different part of the brain. So they're able to recognize in the mirror themselves and things like that that many other mammals can't even do. So I just think it's so interesting that we're, we're not only beginning to understand our own bodies better, the microbiome, but the bodies of the rest of life we share this earth with. And as we get more understanding, we realize they're more like us than not. Make no mistake, beef is still the most popular burger on the American menu. But more people are trying meat alternatives, according to one report commissioned by plant-based organizations. In the past two years, there's been a surge in sales of plant-based foods, which of course is good for Beyond Meat. In May 2019, Beyond Meat became the first plant-based company to go public. It also happened to be one of the most successful IPOs in history. But Ethan says he wants to push the company further into more restaurants in more markets around the world, which is a far cry from where he was in 2009 when he started the company. So um, people thought you were crazy, you know, when you came up with this idea. And I know you blew through your 401k, your kids' savings accounts. It puts a serious strain on your marriage. Uh, Entrepreneurship is hard. Was there a point when you thought, you know, this isn't worth it, I'm going to give up? Uh, 
I, you know, I, I, it sounds really like false modesty or something. I don't think I was smart enough to even have that thought. <laughs> I was like, really, I'm just not going to fail. Like I just didn't, I didn't. You think, were just sing, so myopic. Yeah. I just it never occurred to me that I would fail. It, so there was a, we started, we started this in a building that was on a hill uh, in our, the town I started in. And I used to drive by it and say, I'm either going to make it or break it in that building. And today that building has been torn down, but we're still here. So I feel good about that. And what's the best advice? I wrote a book where I uh, kind of asked people, it really was a lazy way of me doing commencement addresses to be able to <laughs> quote people uh, on their life advice. But what do you think the best advice you've ever gotten is? I've been really blessed to have some important mentors throughout my life. And, and the one that I've shared, I think is worth sharing is that um, my dad, when I was coming out, so I was also a student of my dad's at his program at, at Maryland. And, uh, um, I was kind of complaining about, actually I said, I want to be up in New York, be with my friends, stuff like that, and, and, and talking about my career. And he said, well, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right? And he said, well, what's the biggest problem in the world? And I thought a lot about that, and it was climate. Uh, I said, because if everything, you know, if, if we don't solve for climate, everything else gets to be at risk. And he said, well, that's really where you should focus your career. And so it was this idea of combining a calling and a career versus trying to approach those two things separately. That and a really, cause, right? Yeah, that, that lets your life speak in not only outside of work, but at work. And I think that really helped me a lot. Well, that's great advice. And uh, hopefully we'll all be better off because of your dad's good advice. And <laughs> Thank you. we've got actually, I've never tasted one of these, oh, cool. Ethan. All right. So this is gonna be, thank, thank you. you. Thank um, you so much. So tell me a little bit what I'm tasting here. Sure. So this is our newest burger. It's been uh, in the market for for a little bit, um, and you know every year we come out with a new new version of it. And so uh -huh. this one should have a slightly meatier uh, texture and taste to it. And so where where can you get this? You can get any real any supermarket like Whole Foods here in the city, or or uh, uh, you know any any supermarket really. This is the know. ASMR portion of the, the podcast. <laughs> and and by the way, that? you can get this in the meat case. That was a really important thing for us to be able to sell it in the meat case where meat is actually sold. I like the bun too. It's kind of brioche, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Um, nice. Okay, I'm I'm being serious. It's it's tasty. It's good. We've worked really hard on it. Yeah. yeah. So how much would this bad boy be in calories? I'm always, <laughs> especially it's January. This, this one I'm looks pretty tough. I'm trying to be good and healthy. <laughs> this one looks pretty tough with the cheese and the mayo. Yeah, and, and the like mayo. That. You're uh, killing me, Ethan. It's pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's. Uh, I mean, the key here is you're getting uh, cleaner fats. You're getting much less uh, fat. You're getting less. Sorry, less saturated fat. Um, and of course, getting no cholesterol, no no heme iron, no um, you know TMAO, all these other things that you just don't want. They're they're not in there. Well, good luck with everything, Ethan. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much for coming in. Thank you for the breakfast thank sandwiches that everybody enjoyed. And that does it for this week's episode. If the plant-based phenomenon interests you, keep an ear on the next question feed because later in the season we're going to take a closer look at the environmental impact of meat. Make sure you subscribe to Next Question on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you're looking for some guidance on your daily news intake, you can subscribe to my morning newsletter. It's called Wake Up Call. Just go to katiecorrect.com. And of course, you can follow me on all your favorite social media channels. Thank you so much for listening and learning with me. Until next time and my next question, I'm Katie Couric.
Next Question with Katie Couric is a production of iHeartRadio and Katie Couric Media. The executive producers are Katie Couric, Courtney Litz, and Tyler Klang. The supervising producer is Lauren Hansen. Our show producer is Bethann Macaluso. The associate producers are Emily Pinto and Derek Clements. Editing by Derek Clements, Dylan Fagan, and Lowell Berlanti. Mixing by Dylan Fagan. Our researcher is Gabriel Luzer. For more information on today's episode, go to katiecouric.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at katiecouric. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.